Hi and welcome to the Manhood Podcast and I'm here with Dean today to uh, basically introduce Manhood to all our listeners, talk about uh, why men's health is important, a little bit what's going on here with men's health in Australia where we are at the moment. But yeah, I, I personally just have a love chatting with, uh, with Dean where I do often. Um, welcome Dean. Thank you brother. That's nice uh, yeah. yeah, cool, awesome. Let's, uh, let's just have another great chat um love to introduce you to our listeners as uh, the guy who's uh, behind um well, manhood ubud and worldwide something uh yeah i'm very uh, very um yeah a group i'm very pr- proud of to be uh, be part of and uh, yeah let's uh, let's dive right in hey um can you a little bit uh, share a little bit about uh, what manhood means to you and um, what man's health means to you? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> Let's dive straight into the deep end. Um, manhood, actually, it's interesting. I asked a question recently. Um, I did some videos and I interviewed some women and asked them what they thought the hardest thing about being a man might be for men. And then I interviewed five guys and asked them what the most difficult thing about being a man is. And for me, it's you know, it's trying to live up to the different ideals of what being a man means for everybody else, and so manhood for me is like it's more about, you know, the more I know myself, the more I get in touch with myself and love myself, and especially the unlovable parts of myself, um, then the easier my life seems to work and um, and flow. So manhood was like. I mean, creating Manhood Allwood was mostly for me because I needed I needed to kind of have more men in my life. So we created this so that I got to experience men in a different way. Yeah, that's awesome. And what? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's dive down right into what Manhood Allwood is. Um, can you a little bit explain the, the for the people who don't know um, and have never been to one of our men's circles. How did this? When did it start? How did it, and how did it evolve to what we are having today? Hmm. It started. I mean, I've been running men's circles for a long time, and the one in Bali started um, mostly because I live in a place, a town in Albud, where it's very feminine. There's a, a lot of. I think when I first came here, there were like thirty girls to one guy, and um, I really needed to have more men in my life. So I started a men's group where we had maybe six to eight, um, six to eight guys showing up every week. Can you hear me, Michelle? Just checking. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. It dropped out right. a little bit, but only, only a small bit. Okay, beautiful. Um, yeah, so we, we had like six to eight guys coming. Sometimes none, no one would come and I'd still keep running these men's circles every week. And then um, we moved to Zest Cafe, which is where I, first met you and um, we were running them there in a little shala yoga shala and same deal we had about the same numbers sometimes 10 12 guys would come and then one day 35 guys were up. I think you were at that one yeah I was there as well yeah that's uh, I, I started coming when it uh, when you started uh, holding them at zest and I think that's because I just went to zest for breakfast and met a couple of Dutch guys who were who were going to your circle and they they invited me because that's that's right. interesting. That's always the the funny bit because I I heard of your circle years before that. I just never um, I never went because I was basically too afraid to 
um, to be around men. I wasn't sure what to expect. I found um, I'm still searching for who I truly am, in a sense. So, and then then the, then it went back to the background. And so when you guys moved to Zest, and I met, I just bumped into these Dutch guys because I'm from Netherlands. And they invited me like, okay, this is, this is a second chance. And I felt that I was ready to be part of it. Uh, yeah. At that point. So, and I f- re- truly feel like everything comes at the right reason at the right time for the yeah. right reasons. So yeah, I just really felt inside myself. I'm like, okay, this is the right time. Let's, let's try and, uh, and see it. And like you said, the first two, three times there were six, six, seven guys there. And uh, and I was I was there that one day that all all of a sudden thirty five men showed up and like wow what are we gonna do here yeah. and yeah. where did all these these guys come from you know um, yeah. I think I think we handled very well and yeah. a couple of the guys who were with with you from the start they stood up so we could split up the group in in smaller groups so it wasn't too overwhelming for everybody and that, I think that uh, yeah it worked very nicely. It was amazing. I remember that day so clearly. I remember sitting there and somebody else was smudging the guys in for me that day. And I remember seeing a line of guys and then more guys kept coming. And the lo- it was like a huge line of guys waiting to be smudged in. And it was like, wow, what? What are we going to do with all these guys? And yeah, it ended up being really, really beautiful. Um, and just to like comment on what you said, Michelle, it's a really common um, theme or a common, common conversation that I hear from a lot of guys is that they're scared to come to men's group and Many guys say like they've heard about it and, and sometimes it takes one or two years and even with me talking to guys, you know, like sometimes one or two years before they finally come and then when they come, they generally share at the end saying, oh my God, I wish I'd just come ages ago. I don't know why I was so scared. But it's an interesting interesting concept that men are afraid of other men, yeah? It is It is true because we always uh, feel like we have to, uh, I, I feel personally that I have to perform I feel uh, not really. I have these judgments about other men or, and what they would uh, think of me, and yeah. um, so I always have to feel like I have to act. And coming to the men's circle uh, eventually was a big step for me. And I, you probably remember the first couple of times I probably didn't. Say, I didn't say a lot. Yeah. I was always very shy and and quiet. And uh, um, and I'm a type of person, the, the introvert, who really watches observes and um still do a lot of inner reflections so it's not that i am not doing any work on myself but i think that's the cool thing about uh, about uh, manhood and the circles that we run is that just uh, everybody is equal there's no judgment and everybody is is um it's good the way you show up that evening or that morning or however you show up is is um is, the, is right for you and uh, for everyone. So how you go through the process, I think uh, everybody does it, does it in their own way. And that, that's good. There's no expectations of uh, yeah. from the guys. Um, yeah, not uh, having to be a certain way. No, exactly. And that, that and like you said, uh, we have it here. I've been running the, one, the live circles now in Perth. And... And we have guys coming uh, in and saying, yeah, I was sitting in the car for 20 minutes outside and uh, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Or uh, guys said, yeah, well, I walked walk past here a couple of times already, always had a yeah. peek inside. And I'm like, am I, am, I'm gonna, eh, am I going inside? Yes or no? And yeah, everybody who, who came in uh, loved it. 
They they felt yeah. the brotherhood. They felt at ease. They felt um, welcome. I think that's a very and safe. Um, I think safe, those yeah. are very very important aspects. Um, so yeah, that's. I'm very I'm very happy that that you started. I'm very happy to what it evolved into. So give a little bit of a background for uh, again the listeners who are not aware of the men's circle. You you start you started in in, in Ubud a couple of years ago. It grew to actually even having a facilitated team in Ubud. It was every week yeah. on Friday. Uh, for me personally, it was it became a, really a, a moment, a weekly moment in my calendar that I blocked, so nothing else could get in the way of me going to the men's circle. I really did that for me because I've I learned that uh, working on myself and me time is very important, mm. and. Then from there on, we tried to roll it out internationally. So when COVID happened, we we went online. Uh, and so men who, who before came to the life ones in Ubud and were scattered around the world, started pouring in on the online circle. And from there, it grew even further. And um, after that, yeah, we also started the life one again. We opened it opened up. It opened up to more people. More people yeah. found a way to. Uh, to our online circle. And then we started the one again in Perth uh, every Monday evening from six to seven, six to eight. And eventually you started one again uh, in Ubud, a live one again. So we're, we're back to having a couple of live ones. We're back to having a couple of online ones. It's really growing. And we have an amazing facilitator team, I must say. Yeah, yeah. And I love that too, Michelle. I like, I like the, I mean, I, I always read it, but I didn't want it to be my circle or my group or about me I wanted it about us because then it gave me the opportunity to come and also be a participant and not have to hold space all the time um, but also then gave other people an opportunity like yourself you know to step up and actually and facilitate and lead um, and then the, I think the beauty of that was I was able to leave like Bali and have the circle continued and it kept running while I was away and then I come back and slot in and um, you know, it enables me to also help set up circles wherever I go in different countries, and then we can connect them all as well. So, like you said, we have this facilitator um, facilitator circle. Two reasons: one, to debrief um, and talk about any you know things that happen in circle and things ways we can improve, um, or any incidents that happen. But also, then we get an opportunity to have sharings ourselves because often when we're holding space when we're leading the circle we don't always get a, a chance to talk you know to share we do occasionally but it's mostly because we're there for them as well um, and so this gives us an opportunity to be able to debrief with other guys and share what's going on personally for us so it's a beautiful space yes it's definitely yes that, that brings us brings me to the next uh, us to the next topic it's like uh, we are holding space there so it's good that we have our own facilitator circle as well um, so why do we do it? Why do we create a safe space? So uh, for me, um, I think it's very important to that men have a safe space where they can connect with other men and be themselves. Uh, what is what is the reason? Be, re, yeah, what's your reason that you started uh, the circle and why are we doing this now? Um, yeah, similar, similar... Um concept for me is it's like creating a safe space so that i mean that's what you talked about before so you know guys who are scared to come and you know walking outside and wondering if they're going to come in guys who've been talking about coming for a long time but never come and 
And a lot of guys have mentioned, you know, their, their perception of men is they're either going to hurt me, they're going to steal my woman or steal my money. So it was like a really sad perception of men. And I kind of had that as this competitiveness that men tend to have. So it was creating a space where men can just be themselves, you know. I mean, for me, basically where I can just be myself, I can share whatever's going on in my life, no judgment, not need to be fixed or, you know, like told what to do, no, no advice given, you know. So there's a really... It, it just creates this environment where I can just be me and that's okay. Instead of like trying to put on a facade or, um, or try to be competitive or, or pretend I'm something that I'm not because I think I was doing that so much in my life. Can you, can you share with us what type of transformations you have seen happening in, in the circle? Because that's also something I see. It's, uh, and also been aware of uh, in my own journey and my own process. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a transformation going on. What is, um, what, is, what is something common that you see and notice amongst men who start joining the circle? Um, yeah, great question. I think the most common thing I would see in men is their level of acceptance for themselves starts to grow. Um, so, like, I think we have a tendency, well, I've, I had a tendency in my life to beat myself up and give myself a hard time quite often um, and never feel good enough. And nothing I did was ever going to measure up to the expectations I had of myself. So I think it's beautiful to watch men come in. And I saw this with you too, like, there's this, like, it's an, an ease that starts to happen, like, almost like you're dropping into your, into, into your own body, um, but then being really okay with that, you know. So for me, it was this my sense of self and love for myself started to grow and all the, you know, the perceptions of how I thought I wasn't good enough and where I didn't measure up seemed to fall away. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I see with other guys. And then the camaraderie that happens as well in the circle where these guys all catch up after, after group and, you know, go out for lunch and dinner and different things and other, other men's, you know, retreats and workshops that happen as a result. Yeah, definitely. That's also one of the extra benefits. We, we, we go out there and um, meet more, meet more guys and meet more uh, like-minded people who also become friends. I can honestly, uh, generally say um, some of the guys I met through these these years of joining the men's circle have become become very close friends of mine, and that's something that wouldn't happen if I go to a normal network event or a social event where people still having their masks on, they're still having, uh, still, they're still performing because they try to yeah. do, the, do the right thing or the one that, that's socially acceptable. And because of the men's circle, you can really see the true uh, person behind those masks. And yeah. for, me, for, my, for myself, it's like I can, uh, I became um, a better version of myself. I started to recognize the best version of myself and felt comfortable with it. And I, and I was like, okay, this is who I can be. And I feel very okay with it. So outside of the circle, why do I still uh, perform or play a role? Well, I know now what the best version of myself is. So yeah. that also helped me that. to, in other situations, yeah, to drop the act, basically. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's such a good explanation. Um, and, yeah, and I recognize the same thing for me, bro. Like, I think the, 
Um, I started to use the guidelines, we'll talk about in a moment, but you know, the guidelines for the SOCOL and I started to use them outside the SOCOL and for my life. Um, and I recognized like my life started to get so much better because I was, yeah, I was being real, I was being authentic. I was, you know, I, I didn't have to wear a mask to, you know, to please anybody. And it doesn't mean, I mean, still coming to circle, it, you know, it doesn't mean that I've got my shit together. I mean, I still mess up and I make mistakes and, you know, like I still have my highs and my lows, but I get to do it in an environment and share that in a space that it's okay. Yeah, okay, we, we're, all, we're all human and uh, we're all yeah. men and we're all, yeah, we're, we're not flawless, so, but it's okay. And that's another one of the things that, that's cool of the, of the group it's been it's being accepted and i mess up uh, constantly uh, in life and and that, that's normal but also with for example with with other uh, other guys who also come to the circle we 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 have discussions but we have open discussions we don't really having arguments because there is acceptance and yeah. very um, very important people we listen to each other before we yeah. judge and and lash out if we don't agree with somebody so instead of that's what i learned instead of um forming an opinion about what's what's being said about a person and act on that so act on an emotion um i i really start start to listen what's being said and try to put myself in the position of the other person and because it's a two-way street of course if because the other person does the same, you can openly talk about something that's, for yeah. example, frustrating you without that it's escalating. Yeah. Because in day-to-day -day life, it would normally escalate. And I had, had something happen a few weeks ago, actually, in the group where two guys, you know, got very heated and very confrontational with each other and wanted to fight, you know, like, and so it was, and I love when things like this happen in group because it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to stop, you know, so the first thing is, okay, beautiful, amazing, stop. Um, and let's unpackage what's happening there because we wouldn't get to do that out in the social environment. I wouldn't be able to stop two guys in a bath. You know, we're going to have a bar fight or something and, and stop them and unpackage and process what's going on. But we're able to pause and then, okay, what's going on for you? What's going on for you? What's happening for everybody else in the, in the circle? And just talk about the, you know, the confrontation. Talk about the anger, what's underneath the anger. Talk about what actually happened and how we perceived what happened. And it became a, like a really... Um, amazing, you know, like uh, experience for everybody. And guys shared afterwards. It was like, wow, you know, like I'm normally really scared of confrontation, but that actually helped me to, you know, to be able to process my own thoughts and reactions and notice what happened in my body. So I think it gives us that opportunity in this confined safe space to be able to process life. Exactly. That's 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 completely. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. We experience life and we within uh within a safe space it's so because you don't in because i'm not afraid to fail or being judged or um i can push my own boundaries i can be authentic i don't have to walk on yeah. eggshells because i'm afraid of what somebody else is going to say or think so and that's then if you then connect it to the real to the normal society and why men's health is so important and why um, in Australia so many men struggle with mental health and even um, the suicide rates in in Australia are so extremely high amongst yeah. men compared to the to compared to women. It's really um, 
women are, well, they always, I heard a couple of men say, women are further ahead of us than uh, um, with all their personal growth and their, their, their women's circles and their... Uh, and they their do it groups. naturally as well, yeah. And that, that, because that's one thing, and exactly. But also it's a natural thing as well. So it's one thing to say they are more ahead of us. Um, even if if we men had started thirty years ago, I think we still would have have different um, challenges than women. And yeah. being able to, yeah, sorry, Karen. Uh, being able to speak freely, learning how to speak freely, yeah, is so beneficial for so many men so if they can so if they are in a relationship and if they they feel like oh i can really share my emotions without my partner judging me or a family member or a friend judging me and uh, basically attacking me because that's what that's what i feel like the conditioning has been doing first of all you're there's the conditioning okay you have to be tough as a guy you can't share your emotion boys don't cry all that conditioning in society, of course, but also then if you put on top of that the the, um, the rare moments that we do or we did share in the past and we didn't get a response that was helping us uh, grow, we just we men just shut down even more. Yeah, and I think like you said, it's com it comes from like early childhood where we're taught, you know, not to feel, not to express. Um, not to be vulnerable, you know, we have to be a certain way, we have to be strong, we have to be tough, we have to sort it out ourselves. Um, when we don't communicate with other people about what's going on, I mean, least of all other men. So usually the only person we end up confiding in would be our, our partners or those closest to us. And then we also tell them that they're not allowed to tell anybody about what we're going through. So I think this puts a lot of pressure on the on the partner in the in a relationship, especially because they know we're struggling, they know we're not talking to anybody, they know we didn't help with this thing, and they know they're not allowed to talk to anybody about it. So it kind of it puts this added pressure on a relationship where, you know, just being able to come to men's circle and and voice, you know, and articulate what's going on. It doesn't even have to be articulated in in any way other than how you want to articulate it um, is amazing because it just kind of lightens that load. And lets our partners know that we're at least getting some help. Many guys talk about this, and I've had many, many women come up and thank me, you know, many, many times. Like, thank you so much for, you know, the men circles for running enjoys it, um, and I've noticed a shift and a change in that. You were saying that women appreciate the work their partners are doing through men's circles, and that's 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 beautiful because. I feel I feel yeah. the same. Of course, my, I I feel a lot of support from my partner, but I see it in the in the groups that I facilitate as well. Men speak up and say, "This is me. This is me time. I I really do this every week because I feel like this is important to me." And my partner also backs me up. And even if I if I say, "Is it is it all right that I go tonight?" That is me. That's from the the being a man want to provide or being a people pleaser still feeling uncertain if it's all right that you go do something for yourself yeah. like going to a men's circle uh, yeah mo most uh, yeah it's making time yeah. and it's making time, time for yeah. yourself like um, it's actually making that i haven't heard any women yet who said no it's not all right that you go to a men's circle and um, so that's pretty cool yeah
Yeah, it's the same. Actually, it's the opposite. Like they encourage them to go, and they know how much benefit they get. I mean, and the truth is, I mean, I'm in an amazing relationship with a with a you know my beloved who I would never, I wouldn't be in this relationship if it wasn't for the men circles. Like she, you know, she's done a lot of work on herself. She actually facilitates women circles, which I didn't know at the time. But it's I know we wouldn't be together if I wasn't running men circles. There's a lot of things I wouldn't be doing, and I wouldn't be having this podcast uh, episode with you now. So yeah, a lot of things to uh, and be running internationally oh, yeah. uh, online Amazing. circles and doing them in um, in Perth. So yeah, and meeting. So I, I've met a lot of friends here through the men's circle in Perth. Because for people who who don't know me, they I basically came here um, at after the lockdown or just before the lockdown in 2020, and I. Basically, got stuck here with my with my partner. Uh, we were living in Bali before that, and we just didn't have any friends here. We didn't know many people. Um, so, being here long for a long period of time and being coming from another country, it's quite hard to connect with the people who are living their lives here because people are just in their routine. They're they're busy, so they don't. Uh, it's not that they want to, but yeah. it's it's normal. People don't really make time for making new friends because they already have their routine. So to which yeah. is completely different to Bali. Bali, everybody which has time for, yeah. for each other, and it's also very impulsive. Imp, everybody's travel. It's impulsive. I can Everyone's you know I can yeah. text somebody in the morning, and then an hour later I can have uh, catch up with a coffee. That wouldn't be possible in in the Western society. So yeah. Me organizing these men's circles here um, together with Sunny at the Biota at Harmony in the in Thick Park. Yeah, that opened the door for me to make a lot of new connections and a lot of those men I now consider my friends. So besides meeting them in a men's circle on a Monday evening, I also meet them outside of the men's circle to, for, for a games, games night or we're going to go, we, we do some traveling yeah, together amazing. or we go just for have a, having a coffee. So it's... And we run a retreat recently, yes, for men here at at the farm. So yeah, that, that was so yeah. So yeah. nine nine guys came here, and we had an amazing weekend. And those things wouldn't wouldn't be possible without uh, the men's circle. Plus, I think my life would have been a lot harder or more more isolated if I um, didn't have the men's circle, because then it would be, would have been very hard for me to connect with other people. And even in relationships, yeah, that I noticed the change in my relationship is like is so much better because of that as well. I have a better, better deeper. Oh, I agree. I think my, uh, my partner would my testify partner. to that as well. She, uh, I think she definitely has seen me grow over the last two years, three years, by going to a weekly circle. Um, even already ha just having the the structure of doing something that has to do with personal growth, I think that's already, yeah. It's like a normal, um, natural process that I've been going through. Yeah, like a progression. Even in the way that you've become a facilitator, I mean, it was similar for me. Like I didn't go out going, I want to facilitate men's circles and then go and study and learn how to do it. I, I, it was like a natural progression. And, and now I think a few of the facilitators that we have, like a similar way where they just loved coming to men's group and they were so good at you know, being honest and authentic and, you know, holding space that it was, became a natural, like a no-brainer that this guy's an amazing facilitator. And then, you know, like, and then 
the you know the opportunity for them to be able to facilitate Connor is, is there um, and we start off nice and gently and slowly but I think it's a beautiful process like in, to where you are now uh, no, did, you, no, did I, you start off I didn't think uh, I think I've had it in me to sit in front of group and yeah. hold not 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 holding space but doing the whole um, what we do at the circle I feel comf- comfort confident enough to um, yeah yeah Host host a circle in front of other other guys because I felt in, a little bit intimidated in the beginning. And even the fact that you're—I mean, I love that we have different facilitators because it's like you bring something completely different than anybody else would bring. Um, and you know, we each have our although we have the same structure and same guidelines. Um, there's a different element that gets brought in with different facilitators, and I love getting to experience that. Like I love it when you run group, and you know, like there's a. There's, I don't know, there's a uniqueness in it, you know, like a, your authenticity. It just makes the group, I don't know, not different because it's like every group is different. Thank you, Dean. I appreciate it. I think that's also the the strength that we have different facilities and everybody is authentic in his own way and bring his own, yeah, his his flavor uh, through the group. So I also... Um, okay, let's 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 dive yeah, a little bit in the in the how. So, yeah. what do we do at the, at the circle? Um, so, people who are interested in the whole concept know a bit what yeah. we do. And one of the most important things, of course, is that we hold space using guidelines. Um, can you can you share a bit about the importance of the guidelines yeah. and your thoughts around this? Yeah, the guidelines, I mean, the, for me, they're more than just guidelines. They're agreements that we have with each other. And it's, you know, like the guidelines only work if we agree to to working them, if we agree to them working. So um, we have a list of guidelines that just kind of help us to all know what's expected, what's not expected, you know, to keep us in the same boat, so to speak. And they create the safe space. So I think that, you know, as a facilitator, my main job is just to make sure everyone's adhering to the guidelines. Um, everyone gets an opportunity to talk, which is one of the guidelines, you know, you agree to equal airtime. So every man gets an opportunity to speak if he feels. And then we have like confidentiality, obviously the obvious one. So everything that's said in the space stays in the space. Um, and also to not use anything or talk about anything that they haven't, you know, agreed to that. Um, not mentioning so the confidentiality is probably the I think they're all important but the main you know the main one that helps create safe space about that outside of the space um, we have an agreement that we only use first na- our first names and we don't use names of other people in the circle because the chances are somebody might know who we're talking about um, and so it's important as well not to no, we don't talk, if we see a brother outside of circle, we don't go up and start talking about what he shared in circle because what he shared in circle is in a safe space and he might not want to talk about it outside of that space. So we always check in first. Even saying who's in group, you know, is breaking confidentiality. So this is a really important agreement. Like it's um, yeah, more than just a guideline. I feel like it's an agreement that, um, that helps to create that safe space. And when we all know that what we talk about is only going to stay in the space, it's easier to share. Like I know, it's, you know I feel safe about that. Um, we also have no advice giving. So I agree not to give advice or try to fix anybody. And this is really important because, I mean, I don't know anybody else's journey more than they know their journey. And there's a magic that happens just in sharing what's going on for me, especially to a group of guys. 
Um, a lot of men talk about this. Wow, just hearing myself say those words out loud was you know, amazing and often I can hear the answer and I know what it is that I need just by saying that. But then we also open it up for resonance and then the, another magic happens is when people start to share from their own experience um, something similar. I, I realize I'm not alone because a lot of guys talk about feeling like they're alone and what they're going through. Nobody else would understand. And when they hear other men share their experience, it's like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one going through Definitely. this. And it's, uh, so I think there's a healing that happens there. Yeah, yeah it's also a very important one. And I personally, my favorite is being is punctuality. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, it's a good one. All right. Um, and I statements. Is very... I like that one too. Oh, why, the punctuality. Why is it for, so for me? I, it's, it's very important because I think yeah. that's something um, that I'm conditioned into. Um, so as for me, it's personally very hard to let it go. For a group, it's very important that um, if you want to have a safe container. And you want to uh, use guidelines that uh, everybody agrees to. You also want to respect people, uh, people time and effort putting in into it. So you want to start in, on time and you want to end on time so that um, people commit to a certain time to be there. And I find it very important that, that uh, my time is the most important thing yeah. I can give to somebody else. But also the most, my important, most important asset. So, yeah, I, I value my time very highly. And so if things just, if punctuality isn't used or equal airtime isn't used and I am in a group and people just starting talking about things that don't concern me or are, are related to the what we're trying to achieve and go over time and expect that, for example, something ends at 6 p.m. and being with the flow where let's just chat until 6.30, then personally, I struggle with that. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I can, like, I'm, I'm open to, like, to flow in life. It doesn't, I don't have to have everything so structured, but as far as, like, when it comes to facilitating, running workshops, it's always important for me to do the same to, you know, I start on time, I finish on time, just because it, it, I, I think if I... You know, I'm honoring my word in that sense. If I say it finishes at six, then we finish at six, and then people feel safe in knowing that they can make plans outside of that time and space, where it's like I'm kind of I'm ripping them off a little bit each time I go over and take more time. And time's like one of the things you can take from somebody but never give back, you know. So I value, like you say, you know, you value the time. I value my time, and I respect and of course, my very time easy to tackle, right? If something ends at six. Um, you can say, okay, the, the the official part of the circle is now finished. Where are some other things we wanted to talk about, or we were in the flow, and some maybe some other discussions going on afterwards. Uh, if people want to stay, that's fine. If people want to go, that's also fine. People should then have uh, feel also the safety yeah. of leaving if they don't want to stay. And yeah, yeah, because one of the traps there is. Sometimes, like the facilitator will go, "Oh, guys, you know, is everyone okay if we go for another half an hour?" And then, I mean, somebody might be sitting there not wanting to be the odd one out, or you know, feeling ostracised, but going, "Oh, actually, yeah, I don't want to." Um, so then they'll stay, but kind of not necessarily willingly. And um, and then you know, like I think it's kind of there's uh, yeah, there's a discrepancy that happens there, as opposed to like you said, just finishing. 
close the group and then uh, and then you know like you can talk afterwards or it all comes back to communication if, so if you can communicate very, very uh, and, and expectations if they were those th two things yeah. are uh, if, if the show if the expectations are, are clearly communicated then i think you're always going to be uh, yeah uh, it's definitely going to be a problem and that yes that's the key Yes, in any type of relationship, we're talking, of course, about in, in relationships now, as well. But it's yeah. in any type of relationship, with, if it's with friends, your parents, your partner, um, communications, um, communication, and um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I wanted, I do want, to, I did want to do that, right? You're going to talk uh, about one of my other I was, favorite uh, the I statements, right? Yes, that's. Uh, one of your favorite uh i also it's one of yeah. my favorite i also know from experience why it's it's one of my favorites and why it's so so important um i want to ask you share that but, but i can share first that's true uh, so as what yeah. we um tend to do is always talking in in we or uh he said uh, you you using those words to um, explain something. So, for example, um, oh, it's hard to find an example now because I always find personally I always find it hard to, to explain this one in English because English is not my first language. And I was last Monday. Sunny did it. Uh, Sunny is a facilitator in yeah, the at Harmony yeah. uh, in Perth. So in the online circle, he did it perfectly. And there are also. Uh, um, yeah, usually with when men come for the first time, uh, we and we always used to say we did or you did or she said or he said or men or they, uh, and it's so much or more men, powerful to I, bring it to. Oh, you know, I said or I feel or I think or I believe. That makes it uh, whatever you're saying a lot more powerful uh, instead of using. Um, yeah, the we, he, she yeah. said, uh, they said, or you should, or we, we should. People generalize a lot in in that way. Is that is that the right way to explain it? Absolutely. Like, and I, I think it helps take responsibility for the story. So even with clients, sometimes I'll ask the clients, and how does this how does this make you feel, or how does this leave you feeling? And the clients will say, oh, you know, you feel sad, you yeah. feel hurt, you feel disappointed, you feel upset, and I'll say, who does? You know, like, because it's a different story when I say well I feel sad I feel hurt I feel disappointed I feel upset you know so it's a I'm taking responsibility for my story and yeah and it helps to stop generalizing ah you know yes and so that's that's what I why I language yeah? um, find it so important to have these I statements because when you do that and when we do like uh, what you just as an example gave that you're technically saying the other person does the same as you and that's not true. You can offend people in that way. You you basically you you're, yeah. you're talking for somebody else, which isn't necessary too, because that yeah. person might not feel that way or might not believe that way. And even by while you're not, yeah, um, it's just conditioning. And even while you're not personally mean to say, or oh, you are agreeing to something like that, uh, you st you still, yeah, it's like you just said. Said you still give this intention of maybe blaming somebody else or putting somebody in the box or in, yeah, 
Well, if yeah. you say, yeah, I, I believe this, then basically what you said, you're taking responsibility and it's a lot yeah. more strong. Even like I remember once in the, when I was working in the rehab center running men's circles, um, one of the guy, a guy had just broken up with his partner and he said, ah, you know, women, uh, you know, some expletives in there. Um, and I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not, you know, to, to generalize in that way and say all women are like that. So that means you're calling my daughter that or my mother that. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. But this is what happens, you know, like is when I generalize, like you said, I'm speaking for everybody and I can't speak for everybody. All I can do is speak for myself and speak for my own experience. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's, I think... Full responsibility. Yes, it's a, it's a very it's a very important one. Also and it's my one most most men struggle with in the beginning, but once they get it and they see the how powerful it is to use I statements, that's uh, yeah, yeah um, they don't want to go back. And then, like uh, getting back to what you said earlier um, in our chat, you know, you, you start to use these guidelines also outside of the group. So I start I I. It's not that I never generalize, yeah. but I, I am aware of when I do it and I try to reduce the moments uh, that I am uh, generalizing and still try to speak about yeah, what I believe or I stand for uh, except of yeah, using uh, this generalization. So that helped, that helped even in normal communication with my partner or with, with, my, with my family. And yeah, yeah such, a, such a, these guidelines can be... Yeah. Uh, used also outside the circle and um, it's very important yeah very powerful yeah very very like I mean the impact that they've had on my life have been amazing and you're right especially the eye statements I noticed when I, it was a very hard concept for me to grab when I first heard it I was like what and then I started to be aware and listen to even like interviews on TV um, you know, people talking in normal conversation, hearing you know people talking as I'm sharing with them, and I realised how prevalent it is. You know, like how many people do this, um, and then how challenging it was for me to flip it back and talk about I, me, actually, no, I feel this way, not they, not you, not men, um, and yeah, it's had, had the, probably the biggest impact, especially in my relationship. I'm able to speak from my experience, and then when I'm talking about I and the two most powerful words I think in a relationship when I'm communicating is I feel. Um, first of all, I, you know, the person doesn't have to get their defense up because often I'll start with you, you make me because of you. And of course, then I'm, I'm talking to somebody's defense system because they have to protect themselves in some way. So when I start with I and then I feel like I'm taking responsibility for what I'm saying, first of all, and then I'm talking about my feelings. So not I think or I reckon or you know, like it's not a head thing, it's a heart thing. So I feel, you know, when you, and this is what comes up for me, becomes a completely different story and, you know, conversation than you annoy me when you do that or, you know, you disrespect me and, you know, like it's a completely different conversation. So I think, you know, like for those people who are listening, just see if you can pay attention to some conversations, like in interviews or people around yeah, you. Yeah, people I usually say, we, we do this, or we think this, and we act like this. And then I'm like... Now, maybe you do that, but I don't do that. Yeah. And <laughs> no, so it's, no, it's very powerful. And uh, yeah, yeah, thank, thanks yeah, exactly. uh, for diving a bit, yeah. little bit deeper in this, this way. And like, like I said, I find it always, this is one of the hardest ones for me to explain properly in English. So when I'm running a men's circle, it's always great to have somebody like Sonny around who can, or you around in the in online ones yeah. to really explain it with uh, proper uh, examples. Um, 
Yeah, I think even just finding a real one, though, Michelle, like there's so many, like in everyday life. Um, oh, my God, I remember this guy. You know, like I, I can use it because I work with clients and all the time, and I mean, you do too. I'm sure you would hear it. So it's just even taking a real-life example and going, oh, yeah, I remember this client, you know, like, yeah, don't, I don't use their name or, you know, so nobody knows who it is necessarily. That's yes, true. I feel it's a good way to start. It's like, yeah, when you said it, I was like, oh, that's something I, I learned when I did my coaching uh, degree. Yeah, I feel it's very, uh, and, and, and uh, don't ask why, because that's also a trigger to many people. Uh, I try to avoid that one as well. Yeah, awesome. Hey, let's, uh, yeah. let's uh, oh, well. Wow, we've already been in, in 45 minutes. It's an amazing chat again. Uh, I just love, love uh, chatting with you about these topics, Dean. It's always, we can go on for hours, but uh, let's not do that. At, um, oh, yeah. let's, let, let's see if we can round it up. I think pe people get a pretty good idea after listening to this podcast, what we do in a men's circle, why it's important to go to a men's circle as a guy um, to find your authentic, authentic self, I think, is, uh, is a good reason if you want to do that. And, um, yeah, anything else you want to share about uh, manhood in our circles? I think, yeah, even just like, just if you want to go just to have some friends, you know, like some camaraderie or even, because people, like, I mean, nobody has to share when they come. Like, there's no expectations. If you don't want to speak, you don't have to speak. You can just sit and listen. And a lot of guys will do that where, like you said about when you came for the first few times and you didn't talk and then when they realize it's safe, you know, just to share, they, they share, and um, whereas other people will come for the first time and, and openly share. So however it is is okay, and whatever you're there for, whatever reason you're there for is okay. But there's an amazing sense of, and a lot of guys talk about it, and I think I share this at the end of group. I feel at the end of group I feel connected, I feel held, I feel acknowledged, I feel supported, I feel supportive. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's an amazing space just to be able to be yeah, with other men. Definitely, like you said, it's also a way to find uh, like-minded people, men who uh, we can have a conversation with, even outside the circle. So what we yeah. usually, usually, what we also do is we, we go on hikes. You know, one of the guys uh, is organizing hikes for us, so we go with the just with the guys. Um, other guys, and some, sometimes they bring their sons, so also you get a little bit of uh, father-son bonding, which is also very important because we, you, I think you can't start mm -hmm. early of, uh, enough at the younger age with, uh, with this whole process before it's too late, basically, yeah. because a lot right. of, honestly, uh, a lot of men who come to our circle come at the point when their bucket is full. And if we had taught them earlier on, if they were taught earlier on, yeah. Uh, to share their emotions and to uh, yeah do this do the inner work, they probably wouldn't have um, come to the point of of having mental issues. So, empty the bucket as we go. So that's why it's, yeah we do it on hikes. We had this retreat uh, a month ago, so that's awesome. We're gonna do one again soon. So yeah, just a group of guys going to uh, coming to the the farm here, and we and we're not doing crazy. Things it's just guys opening up, being authentic and honest to each other, and um, nothing scary. Build a campfire, um, make some hamburgers, uh, just doing. Oh. Yeah. No, I think that's the important thing too. Because, no, because yeah, that's, that's because not scary or woo-woo. That, that's what hold me helped me off in the because past. I thought it was very good, and that's why I didn't go. And it's not that; it's re really grounded, yeah. and it actually helps helps me ground even 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 more. 
So yeah. coming to the circle, listening to other men, sharing stories, etc. So yeah. Hey Dean, you, so you um, you run them still in Ubud yeah, Life Watch. So if, if guys uh, go go to Bali and they want to join in Ubud, they uh, that's yeah. um, they can reach out to you uh, anyway. They can reach out to me or just turn up at cafe with a K from every Wednesday night, six to eight PM. Also, definitely, what you should, what people, what men should do is uh, join our Manhood Worldwide Ubud and Worldwide <laughs> Facebook group where we keep uh, everybody updated of uh, where we do uh, hold our men's circles. Um, there's also a specific manhood Perth for the life circles here in Perth. Those are every Monday evening from 6 to 8 uh, at this stage at Biota at Harmony on Albany Highway in uh, Vic Park. And we have, uh, of course, an amazing one every Friday evening online via Zoom. Uh, where yeah, men from all over the world just come, and it's even through through Zoom connection, men uh, being somewhere across the world, all scattered around the world. Uh, I know you you agree with this, Dean. We still have that amazing uh, deep connection with each other. Incredible, eh? Yeah, people say, how does it? I actually literally just had a meeting with a with a guy, and um, he said, how does that work? online like is it the same i said it, it definitely so does. It works exactly the same, same. Like it works um, and that's like uh, people are a bit of yeah that's afraid of all oh, but it's through zoom through a screen i can't really connect them uh, but that's that's not true i think uh, you would be amazed if you would come to the online one you would be amazed about yeah. the authenticity the openness the bonding and how deep conversations go and um we also have one in Europe. So yeah, we, we are basically doing it. Uh, we're doing very well, Dean. I think we can be proud of what, yeah. we, have, we, are, what we are building. And um, I'm hoping that this, this, this podcast is going to contribute to more awareness for men's health, for our manhood uh, circles, wherever they are, and that more men uh, become aware of, uh, yeah, that they're not alone in the journey. Yeah, amazing. If yeah. nothing else, I think cool. that's probably the most important. Okay, thanks, Dean. Thanks for uh, having the chat. Um, we're going to do this more often because I just like it and we're just going to record it and share a lot of uh, value with uh, with the guys listening. Is there yeah. anything else you wanted to uh, finish off on? I would say if you're you know, concerned, if you're scared, if you're worried, um, if you feel nervous, it's totally okay. I think nearly every man who's joined... A group has said that's how they felt in the beginning and then at the end said something completely different generally along the lines of wow i'm so glad i came this was amazing it's i mean it's yeah like we said it's not woo woo it's just guys sitting around talking about what's really going on like what's really happening in my life without a mask without needing to pretend so yeah definitely connect and if you have any questions you can um, reach out to either michelle or myself and yeah i look forward to hopefully seeing you yes in group. I, I i do too so yeah please join us on facebook with our uh, facebook group manhood uh, ubud and worldwide or manhood perth thank you for listening and we're looking forward to the next episode thanks michelle see you guys